Well, hello world. We're back with you again virtually here at KVGI Radio, uh, live and without limits. Uh, we're broadcasting from here in Frisco, Texas, and uh, big thanks to Mark Warner, who is producing the show from Gaylord, Michigan. She's the, the, the modern miracles of technology. It's wonderful. Well, glad to have you with us again for another great show, and I have a dear, dear friend and the fact that we are going virtual has added a really huge dimension to this show because I want to welcome in uh, Deborah Hardigan Vistines, who is a, uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous artist, both in the works that she does and literally a gorgeous lady. Well, thank you. <laughs> welcome to the show. Well, Stuart, thank you for having me here. I have um, not done a virtual interview like this before. Uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to understand how to move around and show the camera and everything else, but I will do the best I can. I guess we're all kind of adapting and adjusting in this environment, right? That's right. And and uh, uh, as we go through, uh, we'll talk for a little bit. And then if you want to pick up your laptop and, and, and walk around your studio, because we are very fortunate because we are right in the studio and gallery of Deborah and, and uh, dhvartworks.com is her website. So while you are listening to the show and watching the show, if you want to uh, uh, go to her website, you can see some absolutely incredible works, just like you see over her shoulder. Uh, and Deborah, Deborah does everything from very, very small, uh, pieces that could be as small as what about eight inches by eight inches? Yep, many. Some of your your little piece up to the wall size pieces that are behind you, but you are just so much into color. It's absolutely amazing, and it can be a lots of multicolors, or it can be a nice group of colors that 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 makes a statement. Uh, over your shoulder behind you, also I see is some wood work that you're doing and we're going to cover that a little too uh, so uh this young lady has just got a a mind for for art that lauren and i are so impressed with uh we met a, a, a few years ago i believe and uh we even had uh, deborah in the studio with us and she brought a few of her pieces but obviously because of the scope of what she does, we were limited to the number of pieces that, that she brought. So being able to do this virtually for all of you to see uh, on a much grander scale, I think is a real real plus for the show. And I'm, I'm really glad that Deborah said, yes, I'd love to have you in the studio and, and, and show you around. So Deborah, first of all, I want you to share with the audience uh, a, a bit about your background, your history. How long have you been been doing art? Uh, how did it start? Uh, did you study study art? Uh, what's a little bit of the background of Deborah Vestines? Okay. Well, um, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me here. And uh, we did meet. Uh, I want to say it was about two and a half years ago, and or maybe two years ago. And uh, you did have me in the uh, broadcast studio. 
uh, actually a year and like two weeks ago because it came up on my Facebook page the other day as one of my memories. So thank you for that. And Stuart and his wife, Lauren, are very dear friends and they're collectors and uh, have been very kind. And uh, Stuart's being modest when he uh, texted me uh, a week or so ago and said, would you be interested in doing a virtual tour of your studio and interview? I think my response, correct me if I'm wrong, Stuart, was capital Y, capital A, S, 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 because uh, first, and I hope that everybody's doing okay in this pandemic situation, but um, uh, let's not even go there. But anyway, I've been uh, for the last month plus down here working in my studio um, nonstop um, by myself and also with my partner who you're going to meet later in the uh, furniture business, which is kind of new since we met last time on air, Stuart. But yeah, so um, I appreciate the fact that you called me a young lady because I'm not. I've been doing this for 50 some odd years. <laughs> and, you're a young lady. Thank you. But uh, as a child, my grandmother <clears throat> was the one that got me interested in painting. And uh, I was always very um, interested in nature. And that is the basis for everything that I do now. Um, whether you see it or not, it's there. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But um, yeah, I started painting when I was 10 or 11 with my grandmother and I was classically trained um, as an oil painter. Um, but you know this about me, Stuart. Um, and uh, I was this weird, shy kid that uh, always was out looking at nature, looking at rocks and that sort of thing. And rocks are kind of key to what I do because as if you're not familiar with my work, you'll see uh, the nature and the paintings, but you'll see the rocks and the minerals and the natural elements and much of my other work. Um, when I was um, in fifth grade, <clears throat> I was, uh, I joined what, the science teacher had uh, started, which was a rock club, and all the people showed up the first day and um, thought it was a rock and roll club, and it was actually a geology club, <laughs> and I turned out to be the sole attendee. <laughs> but uh, I knew what it was supposed to be. Nobody else did, and they just thought I was even stranger at that point. But that being said, I raised a family. Um, I had a good did, I do have a BA and a BFA uh, from Hartford Art School, and I also attended Boston College. And uh, I'm from the Northeast. And when I finished up school, I thought I was going to move to New York and take the art world by storm. And uh, ultimately, life happened. I ended up in uh, advertising and a very big business career, ultimately running a real estate investment trust. That was a New York Stock Exchange company. So about four years ago, and I've always painted and done my art for myself, but um, I decided that it was time for me because I'm an empty nester and was no longer working to you know, really start in earnest. So I put a studio in my home and started painting again. And uh, <clears throat> Here I am now. I'm in a studio, which I'll take you on a tour of. You know, we're ready for that. But um, you, you know, did you start? Did you start right in the beginning? You said you, your your grandmother uh, was was uh, worked in art, and so you picked it up there. Did you start in a smaller uh, size uh, frame framework because your pieces now are are grandiose, really? Uh, 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 you, you love to do these pieces that are four by four, five by five uh, for very large walls. Right. Uh, it, may be, it may be one piece or a two or three piece that goes together to tell a story. 
It, did you always have this largeness in your in your mind, or did you start kind of small and then in, and then grow into it? I think it happened when I moved to Texas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, you know, I did very small work when, you know, I was first learning and typically that's what you will do. I mean, you learn how to sketch and then you move. Well, at the time, you know, I moved into oil, so acrylics weren't really a big thing that many years ago. And, uh, it's a lot about, you know, small brush strokes and learning all that. But, um, I do have, uh, an interest in bigger things and I find more freedom in doing the larger pieces. That's not to say that it's not as intricate and there's not as many brush strokes and layers and everything else to it. But um, I just, it's something that's fascinating to me. And I do, I'm, I'm a minimalist by nature. Um, I would much prefer to see personally and, you know, art is, even though much of my work is commissioned, Art is a personal thing. That's where it comes from. And I would much prefer to see one massive piece and that be a focal point um, than a lot of little things. And uh, I mean, if you come to my home, you'll see like back in the day when we had alarm clocks and not iPhones to wake us up in the morning, it would always have to go underneath the bed because I just didn't want to see clutter. I didn't want to see anything. So, yeah, I mean, when I started doing this um, more in earnest and thought, well, let me give this a go as a business. You know, you paint what you like, and I started telling my own story through my artwork, and uh, you know, kind of started more as a hobby, and it's resulted in actually a pretty thriving business. I'm fortunate because less than one tenth of one percent of artists actually make money, and you know, I wake up every morning and I say, "Gosh, you know, I have great family, I had a great career, and now I'm having a second career in a you know um, industry that has no ageism." And uh, at this age, I can do it all over again and do what I really always intended to do. And basically, you know, life and finances collided to allow me to do it. Because when you're in your 20s living in New York City, <laughs> you, you know the term starving artist. I mean, I just couldn't do that. So, um. Well, you're, yeah, you're the, that's the nature of your industry. But the thing is, it's, it's the, the artwork is what speaks for itself and and. When you get the artwork out there, or there are exhibitions that are going on that you get invited to, or you you submit uh, uh, some of your work to uh, an exhibition, and they say, "Okay, yes, we'd like to feature, you know, uh, two, three, five of, of your pieces." That's how that exposure starts to to expand. And uh, I mean, I found out about you because I was invited to an event and right. I saw your work. And I have told many other people about the work that you do. Uh, and so that word of mouth is, is a very, very important part of an artist's life too, is because if I feel that your, your work is worthy, I'm going to tell my friends, especially if I know they have uh, wall space or they have other things in their, in their collections that are kind of similar, then yes, I, I would, I would, you know, uh, you know, ask them to 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 consider this. You also were showing at the uh, Frisco Fine Arts Gallery uh, for a while it, with with other artists, and it was it was a great venue because people could expose themselves to a lot of different artists. Right. What grabbed me most about Deborah Vistine's was initially, I think I saw more of your oil paintings. And then all of a sudden, I saw this resin that you 
doing work with this shiny surface over it and 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 the resin made it just kind of pop it it, it and then when when we met for the second or third time all of a sudden there were things that had had crystals and pebbles and stones in them and and now you're seeing work that's three dimensional and the that's where my next question comes from and right. Where does that come from? I mean, do you envision that? Do you see your regular works and say, you know, I think I'd like to experiment with resins. I'd like to, you said you collected stones. So that obviously was sitting back there waiting to happen. And then you started with the crystals. How, do, how does an artist grab that from the head and then transfer it onto a canvas? Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, I had a feeling you were going to ask me that, and I'm glad that you did because uh, I'm actually putting together a small book right now, which is just a you know little thing about me and you know to be a gift that will go to collectors and that sort of thing because um, I moved into this studio space back in October and I had a uh, and understand too that this is a working studio; it's not a gallery, despite the fact that my work's hanging up. Um, but, uh, I had a, uh, studio opening party and people walked in here and they said, wow, how many artists uh, work are, am I seeing here? How many artists are represented? And I said, oh no, it's just me. And they just kind of looked at me and said, okay, because it is very different if you look at one piece to another, but there's a natural progression, um, of how my mind worked in this, whether or not anybody <laughs> understands it or sees it might be another story. But, you know, we started off by saying that I was classically trained in uh, oil and uh, any artist will understand this, that, you know, oil is very time consuming to do paintings with because it takes so long to dry. And a lot of artists go to acrylics and uh, much of my work is done in acrylics as well. But um, back in the day when I was learning, you know, my, my getting my education, uh, acrylics really didn't have the quality that they have today, the pigmentation of them and the texture and uh, all of that. But that being said, um, you responded very much to the resin. And I oddly was trying to find something on YouTube because I wanted to see um, some processes with cold wax. And I ended up happening upon this YouTube video and saw this piece that was simply spectacular. And it really kind of spoke to me and I looked at it and I was watching the YouTube video. I'm like, this is not cold wax. What is it? And it was resin. So that's when people started flowing with resin because, you know, resin was basically used as an epoxy and the resin that I use in most of my projects, um, is from a boat yard. Basically they were supplying, um, the product to, um, boat builders to make the holes and that sort of thing. But a lot of people use resin as a top coat or there's a new, well, not new anymore, but at the time, this new thing where people would just put a bunch of different colors together, flip the top over and then spread out and see what would happen to it. Well, that's not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to see if I could take that resin and do something different with it and make it more of a piece of art. And um, the resin works that I have done, uh, and I did get a little bit pigeonholed in the resin. As much as I love it, that's what I started to become known for. Um, but I was able to experiment with it. You know, kind of, I didn't have any training, you know, so 
you know, we're figured out what to do with it and what I felt could be done uh, as far as pigmenting it and layering it and glazing with it and mixing it in with a painting that existed and layers and that sort of thing. But um, as far as the rock that you talk about and the crystals and everything else, well, uh, I was fortunate enough to pretty quickly get a following. And, uh, you know, I have to say thank you to um, Terry Ellis, who brought me into um, a, a retail gallery up in North Dallas. She was the first one to, you know, say, okay, we'll take a chance on you. And then uh, introduced me to Randy Jacobs at Frisco Fine Art. And I met all the fine people up there, you know, Tammy Minershagen and the Visual Arts Guild girls. And I mean, I'm in Dallas, but really kind of spent and continue to spend a lot of time in Frisco. And uh, um, the also have a big business here in Dallas. And I work with a lot of designers and, and corporations too. I do uh, corporate art, but um one of my collectors had uh, a design challenge where she had wanted some additional artwork of mine in a rounded wall foyer. And she kept saying, you've got to do something. And my response had always been, uh, no, I don't do tapestries. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And ultimately, uh, we came up with the stick thing, which is what you're talking about, which are the tall, skinny, vertical pieces, which... Uh, Chad Chappell, who is my partner in the business uh, side, and you're going to meet him in a little while too. That's where he and I started working because he had to start fabricating my products for me in order to do that. But from the sticks, you know, I kept wanting to get back to my roots a little bit, but uh, the sticks kind of went into, and again, all based in nature. You know, we're talking about the landscapes, the seascapes, the, you know, um, the overall feeling of it, but then the sticks which I then became known for because they're very saleable. They are, um, they go, uh, designers love them. They go in awkward spaces. You can um, put, you know, a dozen of them up a wall and create a huge um, vignette with them. Or you can put one in a tiny little corner. You can wrap them, you know, around a circular foyer. You can put them up your stairs. In fact, I, uh, uh, I'm the artist for American Airlines flagship lounge here at DFW. Uh, I did that last year. And they uh, have a number of sticks in um, collections. And on their flagship wall, there's a dozen of them that go up about 25 feet. And that's really kind of a cool thing. But, um, and I'll keep going unless you want me to stop. <laughs> no, no. But, but I think, I think that, that, that there probably are some people that are watching the show right now that are saying, wait a minute, I see these beautiful paintings up on the wall, but what is she talking about with sticks? <laughs> You do you do a series of things called sticks and twigs, and and they can be and I have them in my home. Uh, they can be seven feet tall and four inches wide, and so if if those listening can imagine that, you know you, you want to show a couple now. Yes, let's 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 show show the folks. Uh, okay. They say she made the mention of the fact that if you've got to say a spiral staircase going to the second floor of your home. A large painting will not go into a rounded wall. Right. So right. What, what the sticks and twigs give you the opportunity to do is to, to put them around the wall, uh, you know, in, in, in uh, oh, those are beautiful. Right. So horizontally, uh, and they yeah. can be done horizontally or vertically. So you can see that this is a collection of five sticks that um, 
you can change the way they're hung. They can be horizontal, vertical, but I'm going to show you a couple other things you can do with them too. But this set in particular was all designed to go together and you can see the pattern, you know, that uh, it has, but it's- I was going to say, get, get a little bit closer to it because this is what we have been talking about was the addition of the pebbles, oh, right. crystals and, and the resin. I mean, it just, if you walk into a home and you see this on a wall with a little bit of sunlight coming through the windows and everything, it just has a magnificent look. This, you know, this to me is, is museum uh, type quality work. Oh, uh, thank you. There's a couple of other vignettes that I have here in the studio that you can see. And I'm going to surprise even you, Stuart, with something, not this one, but um, so here are a collection of, I don't know if you can see it, sticks and twigs. Yes. Okay. And, the, and what, what differentiates a twig from a stick is the width. Exactly. So the deal with the twigs was that the sticks, while they're reasonably priced, they're like five to $800 a piece. Um, you know, the old saying, like, you can't just have one. <laughs> People would say, oh, okay, that's a good price point. Let me buy one. And then they say, oh, no, I want five, just like you saw. And I was trying to be thoughtful and say, well, how do we fill a space with um, something that's less expensive? So these twigs are more filler pieces, but they're beautiful in and of themselves. And they're much less expensive. So, but here's another use of them, which, and again, this is a working studio and everything is kind of like in pro progress, but, oh, you're not going to be able to see And it. for those that are in the DFW area, uh, uh, the the working studio is at uh, on Vicksburg Street. Right. Dallas. So do you, can you see these uh, sticks that are yes. from the ceiling? So one of my concepts at this point, I wonder if I get away from it, if you can see it better. Again, more three-dimensional. Right, is imagine having a monster-sized ceiling, great room kind of situation, and suspending these in free-form art, sculptural, hanging from the ceiling with lights coming down through it. So that's an idea that's in progress right now. And here are another collection, which I think you'll be able to see. Yeah, so here's some other sticks and twigs. And you can see how in this case, I just wrapped them around right. a wall. So that's what I have there. But out of order, I have morphed into, but we haven't talked about my painting paintings. But since we're talking about sticks and I'm jumping around a little bit. It's um, okay. I'm now doing. I'm enjoying the tour. Okay. I'm doing wood sticks with my partner, Chad Chapel, And uh, I'll backtrack, but I'm gonna show you these two now um, as to how we started doing that. But we're doing live edge uh, black walnut sticks, which are- I saw that, that was over back, your shoulder when we started. Right, so back to nature. But- And, so, and again, get, yes, get close <laughs> because again- Crystals. Uh, just gorgeous. Right, so there's, you can see them kind of scattered around my studio in groupings. And the interesting thing is that that everybody that that is is watching, I'm I'm sure that there are a lot of people that are saying, "Gee, you know, we've got that one little small wall that's only only so wide, like at an entrance to another room, and right. that would be perfect in that area." You don't you don't think about it because traditionally paintings are more square or larger rectangle. Right. So 
Anyway, I think that hopefully I can't see what I'm showing you, so I'm hoping I'm showing you something that makes. So we're looking at the parking lot right now. Okay, great. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think you know I you passed by that. something else, <clears throat> and we can either do it now or come back to it. But okay. Fantasia series, yes, uh, that 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 you do, and and I think it's fair to say that you repurpose junk. You. <laughs> Junk. It's garbage. <laughs> just, just an okay, garbage. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and and for you know, for somebody that's looking at all this absolutely garbage, you know, gorgeous work, then you think, whoa, 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 wait a minute. She said she takes garbage and she puts it into artwork. And I keep thinking of that old phrase that one man's junk is another man's treasure. And and she'll show you some of that. So I'm going to leave it in your hands as to whether you want to do that now. You want to bring Chad in to talk about some of the things that he does. All right, let's talk about Fantasia, and then we'll bring Chad in. Okay. Um, because the first time I saw the first time I saw your your Fantasia work, uh, and uh, you know, I just I went crazy. I went crazy over it. So thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, sadly, uh, I have one of the pieces here now, which is good for us today, but it was supposed to be down at the uh, South Dallas Cultural Center because uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the mayor of Dallas started a uh, office, their Office of Cultural Affairs um, division uh, to, and it's kind of an honor to be invited to participate. But anyway, one of the Fantasia ones was supposed to be there, but we can see it here. And obviously, you know, all the exhibits and all the galleries and everything else have been closed and everything was canceled or postponed. But the Fantasia series, and it's P-H-A-N-T-A-S-I-A, -A um, again, getting back to the whole thing about nature with me. So I am a real water person. Um, being in Texas was tough for me because I'm from the Northeast, but um, I do have an opportunity to head north to uh, Cape Cod in the summertime. But uh, at the time when, well, it's been going on for a long time, but um, I started focusing on the environmental situation with the you know, contamination of the water and what's going on with the plankton and you know, the, everything. And it's very sad, but really um, I, I'm, I'm like an irrepressible optimist <laughs> and I can't, I, I'll get upset about things. I don't have, you know, any kind of solution or recommendations for how to stop, you know, the destruction and the magnificence of our planet, but I still see beauty. And, you know, I was up uh, in Cape Cod and I saw a bunch of stuff floating by in the water and I was first distressed. And then I thought, well, actually it was blending the sun beautifully and, uh, I thought, well, that's still really gorgeous. So the Fantasia series is really, um, they're water studies, and uh, it's using primarily recycled materials. And there is actual waste products, AKA junk, garbage, whatever. And Stuart actually purchased one of my uh, Fantasia three-dimensional wall sculptures. And uh, we were kind of looking at it. And we said, well, what is this? I'm like, wow, that's something I peeled off my studio floor. Uh, there's corrugated cardboard, there's bubble wrap, there's, um, there's, you know, really whatever 
some of it's recyclable, some of it's not. Like I use bubble wrap because you really can't recycle that. And that's what's, you know, causing a lot of the problems, the plastics and everything else. So anyhow, it's, it's just really, it's not a statement. I'm not a big, you know, environmentalist and everything. I mean, I, I do take care of the planet as best I can, but it's just my little way of saying, you know what, let's see beauty in what we experience every day. So but that's the fascination of it is the fact that it is just a little piece of this you see on the ground and 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 a piece of that and and you you have boxes of it and then you just start to create something and you reach over into this box uh, you take some fabric and you 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 put that in that like resin uh, covering to give it structure uh, and and it's bendable but if 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 you can show us some of those. Uh, pieces I noticed some of them that were, were up on the wall. I the right. it's the three dimension aspect of it that makes them just so oh right over right over your shoulder on the back wall. Well, I know I'm gonna start with the first one. Just okay. a quick transition. So this is the one that was supposed to be hanging uh, in the South Dallas Cultural Center right now. And you can see it's on a board, but you can see that just strips and 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 again you, the use of the rocks and the crystals. There's a rock that I found outside. There's things that are floating off the canvas, but you can see. And getting back to what I'm trying to communicate to those who don't see it is that there is a natural progression to everything because this is resin, it's acrylic, it's paint, it's oil, it's crystals, it's rocks, and then it takes on you know the the whole garbage aspect. <laughs> that, that, that's a large piece too, yeah. That is a, uh, yeah, 48 by 36. And it had a sister um, and that is now hanging in one of my collector's homes. Uh, there are five or six of these that I only have this one left. So, but then that naturally went to, oh, where are we gonna take this? Hmm, I wanted to go a little more three-dimensional like my sticks, which were three-dimensional. So I did these, which are, wall hangings are you looking and at I, I love that there's a light on it because it shows with the shadows and everything the depth of the uh right pieces can you see them Stuart? i don't know yes yes okay. so yeah, very well and uh and uh, so Stuart has a one from that fantasia two series and then here's another one that i can actually get closer to um to maybe see it so here's a black and white one. So you can see it's got glass. It's got Look at the size of those crystals, too. It's got, you know, quartz. It's got selenite. It's got, you see the, can you see the wire bits that are just found objects? Um, so, yeah, I think that shows a little bit better. And I was commissioned by somebody to do um, an entire wall. So we've got five pieces. Wow. And it spans a wall that's 14 feet long by 10 feet tall. And uh, it, re it really looks pretty cool. So, yeah. But that, uh, ultimately, I got back to, and I'm still doing all of it, but I want to talk last, I think, about my exploration series. But maybe it would be a good time to bring Chad in unless it's break time or... That's fine. Okay. So... Yeah. Let me uh, 
stop looking at the ceiling here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good morning. Hello. Good morning and welcome. This is Chad Chapel. Yeah. Chad, I guess part of the questions that I've been asking uh, Deborah uh, apply to you too. Uh, did you start as a child uh, making wood tables, and 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 how did you get into the into the art form that you're doing now? Because that's not necessarily your background, is it? Well, my grandfather owned an unfinished furniture store in Michigan when I was a child, and started woodworking. And I, uh, after the military, I became a licensed builder and then a contractor. I do remodels and. Um, that's how I met Deborah actually, when I was doing her kitchen and we started talking about different things and ideas and it just kind of progressed into what it is. The art is all her. I'm just kind of practical as far as trying to make things happen. But She's modest. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a great producer director, absolutely. And uh, so, so you, you're still doing, I think it's, uh, is it uh, Chaps Remodeling? Yes, sir. The name of, of, of the business. Uh, and also, you know, here again, I'm thinking, okay, here's somebody that puts in doors and windows and, uh, and countertops and all. But then all of a sudden, he does work with wood that is, that is, wow. It's just, it's over the top. We want to see some of the pieces. Now, the pieces that are right over your shoulder there that are hanging, are those those some of the wood pieces that that uh, Chad did that, Deborah, you then embellished? So here's the thing. So as Chad said, you know, we met when uh, he was doing a job at our home. And uh, Chad originally, when I wanted to do those sticks, I thought, well, how am I going to make these forms? Because they're cradled birch board. And Chad said, uh, yeah, I can do those for you. So one thing led to another and we became friendly and friends. And he was kind of fascinated with the whole resin thing that I was doing. And Chad's being modest when he said, you know, I'm just doing the stuff for Deborah. She's the artist. I mean, the reason why the partnership works so well is because uh, we play well off each other. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a true partnership because I'm going to show you in a little while these cool tables that we're doing and uh you know it's like we've gotten to the point where it's uh well, what do you think about this and one of us might say no that's a horrible idea i was like okay but then chad will say what about this i'm like yeah that's great so i think i think it's a good good thing but uh it's grown so we started off by saying well let's do some furniture let's incorporate the resin chad's you know skills which are amazing with you know woodworking um and Let's incorporate some rocks, which is something that he's not loving me for a lot. And some of these things, they put them in the wrong places and he can't cut the stuff up afterwards. But um, that business, the furniture thing is growing. And it originally started off like, oh, because Chad's main business is his contracting company and, you know, everything that you do, Chad, from modeling. My main business is the HV artwork. And it's like, well, in our free time, let's see what happens. And. We've been talking for the last couple of days um, because we kind of as quick as we make things, it gets sold and we're saying, okay, well, 
over the last 30 days, we really need to spend some time together because obviously Chad's not doing a whole lot of work inside people's houses at the moment. I'm not, you know, showing my art all that much. And uh, we've, we've done a lot of work and now we can show some things. But um, the wood over our shoulder, we were commissioned by another one of our clients to do a coffee table. And we had originally, we can show you this stuff too, but we had originally decided we were going to make you know, things where Chad was going to create the forms, I was going to paint them, um, and, you know, do my artwork on them. He was going to, you know, make it all happen, basically, and we were going to design them together, and then we were quickly commissioned to do a live edge black walnut and mixed wood coffee table for somebody, and it was like, okay, well, can we do this? And and we're not we're not talking about traditional little side tables and coffee tables if 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 you can show us a couple of the pieces there because just you know the the, uh, the question that i i want to ask chad is where do you find the 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 wood to to create uh these pieces it looks like like you went out into the woods and you just sliced a sliced a, a, a piece of tree uh, and all and then polished it up because they're they're very free form. A lot of them are very free form, but the, just the depth of the the uh, grain in some of this wood is this something you have to you know? Deborah says uh, I want it to kind of be like this, and then you go out and research it, or you have your sources to find that wood and bring it in and create the table and then she creates her, her end of it. The wood we find is very rough and it kind of starts there. We'll have this big slab and then Deborah will look at it and, you know, try to come up with a concept and an idea. And then we have to actually shape the wood and route it and cut it. And I mean, it's not just there for us. So <laughs> that answers your question. <laughs> Well, yeah, and also if if uh, if a client says I'm looking for a table and I need a table that's about you know three feet by four feet, then you have to work within that in finding the product that's going to fit that that need. Uh, Start big and make it how we want it. I mean, basically. Well, to add a little bit to that, you know, the whole thing with uh, we were originally going to be making the tables that were more simple and, and furniture. Um, at first, uh, we made a beautiful bench. And like I said, we don't have all that much to sell because all this stuff went immediately. But this one client that commissioned us to do the uh, live edge table, when you say, um, you know, they've got specific needs, it was a huge circular couch. And at its widest, it had to be 74 inches or even bigger, I think, right? But it had to curve because the client wanted everybody that sat on this huge circular couch to be able to reach the coffee table. <laughs> and uh, that was the, can we do this, Chad? And he goes, sure we can. And then it was like, uh-oh, now, now what do we do? But I wish we could show you. We're going to show you a smaller table that kind of is the same concept okay. over here. Um, but we ended up getting, finding these slabs before and, and at one point, my my game plan was we were going to order it from Russia until so my partner said, are you nuts? <laughs> so he found it locally, which was a good thing. Um, but anyway, um, by being in partnership with Chad, I think that it allows me to do things that I never could have conceived possible because I'm, I can't do that stuff. 
and uh, there's got to be a benefit for Chad too. But <laughs> well, for me, when Deborah mentioned the percentage of artists that actually get to make money doing what they do, I don't know what that percentage is for craftsmen, but this is a fantastic opportunity to actually be able to do something that's going to be seen by more than just a homeowner. I mean, it's uh, it's great for me. Well, and, and as I was say, saying to, to, to Deborah, uh, one homeowner has your pieces in their home and their friends come over and see it. And, oh, my God, that's gorgeous. Where did you get that? Well, this was custom made by Chad Chapel, And, and you know, so this is this is how this is how it starts. This is this is how that following gets created. Yeah, no, it's been good. And, uh, you know, in, in typical fashion, uh, and Chad's kind of like me in that regard, we don't set on one thing for too long like I did with the resin, the acrylic, the oil sticks, the wood sticks. Um, we were playing around with this wood, and I'm still really fascinated and always will be with the resin. I mean, nothing is going by the wayside. It's just continuing to expand and grow. So now we're doing these unbelievably cool in my humble opinion <laughs> resin tables which they're not completely done but um that's kind of where we are on our furniture stuff i think the first table that i remember seeing was was a, a long rectangular table uh with kind of the infinity edges uh that just looked like a just a beautiful silver uh table you had embellished it with crystals. It had a torch like, just growing out of the side. Yeah, that was in the in the studio there. Yeah, the next time I saw <laughs> some of Chad's work, it were those those individual pieces. Are, are you still have those those uh, tables in your studio there? They they um, were posted and they sold twenty four hours later. But I wow, a good time to take you on a tour because I can show you something similar to that, and we can take you through the progression and, and show you where please. We're too, so. Please let's take a look. Right, so. <laughs> um, the table that you're talking about, Chad, was um, silver and gray. It had art on it and uh, resin, and it had a bunch of crystals. It was similar to this table here, which is a entryway table or a sofa okay. table. This does not have the crystals on it, and. Right. Uh, this you can see or i can see i don't know if you can it's got it has depth in it and it, it does have yeah. the resin finish can you see all the art that's on? yes okay so uh there's one that is not here that does have all the crystals on it but we decided or i decided we were going to make a uh red table because who wants a red table right so we would have it to stick around for a little while and the day I posted it. looks look what it compliments. Well, yeah, it kind of looks pretty above good. it. The painting. But the Magnificent. day I posted it, it got sold to a buyer in New York. So it's actually just sitting right here waiting to be shipped. Um, so we started with that as a concept, and that's from our crystalline collection. And then we had to do that um, coffee table thing I told you about. And this is a miniature version of this coffee table. Look at that. Uh. Uh, it's really kind of cool. Like if you get in close, it's all black, uh, black walnut and it's got crystals and black tourmaline 
and quartz and all kinds of things. But the other thing that you can't really see in this light, oh, that's a good picture of it, is um, it lights up. There's built-in lighting underneath it. So at night, it just kind of glows. And imagine this. Now, whose idea was that to have it have it bottom lit? That was Chad's idea. Okay. <laughs> um, but you can see the, the wood is beautiful. And now, we call our, our, our furniture functional art. I will be honest, some of it's more functional <laughs> than others. <laughs> like this red table is very functional. This has you know places that you can put things on. But we've got some other smaller um, tables here. Can you see these that are? So unique. See um, crystals. Here's another one that, uh, yeah, if I get on this side, maybe I can see what I'm showing you. So that's a black walnut slab inlaid with agate and gold, and it's on a jeweled tree stump, basically. Um, Absolutely beautiful. Okay. And I, and I know that some of this is featured on the uh, website, uh, com. people can see some of, of, of Chad's work, which is called Naughty Woodworks. And that's that's naughty with a K. Exactly. I love the words too, like like you doing your, your Fantasia series with a yeah. peach. <laughs> that's, that's true. But um, then we went into the resin tables and the resin wood, but I want to, we're right here. This is something that is going to be a desk or a dining table. And it's gotta sit like this for quite some time until it's ready, but you can see. Right. It's beautiful. Oh, the graining. And then all of this is resin art that I poured in about 12 layers. And it just glows when you get it in the right light. And we had another table that we, I'm not going to tell you why, because I think we're probably running out of time, but it's called the Corona Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see this. Hey, Chad, can you pick up the tabletop and hold it up to the window so we can see? Yes. Can you see that? Wait. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? It's just wood and resin and jewels and crystals. Um, it's heavy. And it's heavy. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> but that then led into doing resin tables. So this is our latest line, and these are not completely assembled, but they're called Nymphaea tables, and they're basically cocktail tables that are resin on kind of an urban field concrete base. Some of them have jewels and crystals. Oh. Some are just plain. So, and here, I promise you I'd take you to where they're being made. Here's some of them that are underway. Can you see these? And that, that's the beauty of your studio is someone can get in touch with you and say, you know, I'd like to do something, but I'd like it with particular colors and sizes. Uh, they can commission you to do exactly what, what they want rather than just going page after page in a, in a book or, or on, a, on a website to try and find something that fits what they're looking for. Exactly. Basically everything, most of my work 
you know, people come in and they buy it, but I, uh, that's here now. But I'd say about 60% of my work is commissioned and it's through designers. And I don't want to forget, I was wondering how we we're going to fill up an hour, and I think that we're getting there. Uh, yes. Fernandez Fine Art uh, on Dragon Street. She represents me, and um, <laughs> I have a lot of things in my studio right now because she hasn't been over, been able to come over and see what I've been doing because of the quarantine situation. Well, and has this been a kind of a plus for you and Chad too? The fact that the things have been kind of sequestered that's given you more studio time. Exactly. Um, you know, I said earlier it was. Uh, it's not that different for me. I'm down here 24-7, basically, seven days a week working. But Chad doesn't have as much time as I do because this is not his full-time job. So the fact that you, unfortunately, had a lot of jobs get canceled because of <laughs> the shelter in place, it was our benefit that we could work on the furniture. Also a part-time school teacher right now, apparently. <laughs> right. right. having to take online classes, so. Uh. Right. But I do just want to uh, say also that, you know, um, in the whole transgression of things, and we haven't gotten to the final Mike coming home series, basically, but um, Stacy and I met actually in Frisco also, Stacy Hernandez. And she's been in Dallas for a couple of years and opened a um, gallery on Dragon Street. And a couple months ago, she invited me as the first artist to join her after her one year celebration to uh, represent me. So um, she's a wonderful artist herself. She's a great gallerist. Um, she just opened Tuesday this week. I think some of the uh, galleries. Yeah, things seem to seem to be coming back, you know, little, little by little. Well, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, you and Chad taking the time to be with us and with my audience to, to share what you do and give them ideas. Uh, to, that I'm sure are floating around in their heads. Again, they can go to dvhartworks.com and you can get some ideas. Call Deborah, uh, text her, whatever, if you're interested. And uh, she can do anything. It's 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 amazing. And, and she's a, a lovely person to know. Chad, thank you for joining us this morning. Deborah, thank you. The very best to both of you. Stay well, stay healthy, and stay creative. Thank you, Stuart. We appreciate for another another session of someone you should know. Go out and make it a great weekend, and come back again next week for another show next Friday. Take care. Thank you, guys.